Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Monday, Martin Luther King Day. CNN this weekend has said the Capitol rioters are more concerning than ISIS. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, Facebook executive that has left Facebook says that really we can do better censoring than this. And uh, and CBS News had the hard hitting news of Kamala's fashion choice. Meanwhile, we have 25,000 troops inside of Washington, D.C. That's the size of two army divisions. They're just get re- getting ready for something that I pray never comes. The violence uh, surrounding the inauguration. 25,000 troops to something that really no American is supposed to attend. We begin in 60 seconds. Yeah, I know. Gosh, Carl Wren, he is just so... With all the time we're spending at home, the uh, remote work, uh, working, the virtual learning, or I should say the virtual schools, because there's not much learning happening in my house. Whatever it is that you do, you may be starting to notice that uh, the house you and your family are walking around in every day is starting to seem a little smaller than it did when you bought it. Assuming that a move is the right thing for you right now, assuming that you're the type of fiscally responsible person who's in position to make a move safely in these really perilous times american finance is who you need to call if you're looking to buy a new home and you need a loan call american financing it's a family-owned mortgage lender been helping people just like you gosh for over 20 years now and they do the um uh, they do upgrading homes refinancing to refinish homes customizing loans to create significant monthly savings they save homeowners up to $1,000 a month, and they do it without charging upfront or hidden fees because they only want what's best for you, what works for you. So call them today. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I want to go over something I I went over on Friday, but I want to make sure people that this is in the public record here. Um, There is a there's a poster that was put out for the coming together at all of the 50 capitals and bring your guns. It's the refuse to be silenced poster. Uh, End federal corruption, blah, 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 blah. Well, I saw this uh, last week and I thought. That's not a poster a conservative designed. I mean, I'm into design. Uh, I, I know it quite well. And I also know what, generally speaking, conservatives are capable of. And as far as art, uh, you know, and politics. And I also know that this, this, this isn't conservatives. These are people who are like, bring your guns to the Capitol. That is a, a distant cry from conservatives so their art was just a little crazy and it has the statue of liberty uh and then it says refuse to be silenced uh demand your freedoms and the end of corruption and it's it's also strangely colored red and yellow you know the cover of the 
the colors of the Soviet or the Chinese flag. Well, my research department went on it and uh, they brought me the poster of Black Civics. Election night watch party, Black Civics. Be the power, politics in black, uh, live at Facebook, blah, blah, blah. It's exactly the same poster. So I don't know which poster, uh, like, yeah, I know which one came first. I don't know who stole the poster or if it's the black civics people or people that knew about that that decided, ah, oh, we're going to set the, the right up. I don't know, but something is wrong. And as I told you last hour, and we'll go into more tomorrow, we can't find anything, even on the dark web, we can't find anything about organizing violence from QAnon, from the, you know, the Nazis, the Uber, we can't find anything. Doesn't mean it's not there. It just means we've spent three days looking and we haven't found it. If you know of something, please let us know so we can alert you. Um, it, it's important that you know what's being planned and you condemn it uh, if it is any kind of violence. But 25,000 troops are now in Washington stationed for the inauguration. And may I suggest that on Wednesday, instead of, you know, finding yourself angry or whatever, serve other people. Even if it is making dinner for somebody that is in need down the street or in your church or, you know, have the kids go mow somebody else's lawn. I know it's winter, so blow the snow it's always lawn mowing season in Texas. Blow the snow uh, off of uh, somebody's walkway or whatever it is. Serve. And may I suggest that the churches get together and fast and pray for the safety of everyone involved in uh, the inauguration. It's a very dangerous day because when you look at when you look at the left, the left learned nonviolence from Martin Luther King, but they're rejecting Martin Luther King now. And this summer was not nonviolent at all. Radical leftist, radical Marxists are really who's running a lot of this. And the ends justify the means. And we can never become those people. But it's interesting to me how the left says they're for all of these great things, but they're not, and they run away from, from things. I want to talk to you about a complicated guy, really complicated. Um, you're probably not going to you know, agree with some of his beliefs. You certainly will agree with others. Um, some, you know, some people will like his ideas, but whatever. The political ambiguity of this guy is part of the reason he's not a household name, despite the fact that he was Martin Luther King's closest friend and confidant. He literally shaped King's take on civil disobedience. Not only did he organize and speak at the March on Washington, but he also played a crucial role in the formation of I Have a Dream speech. He introduced King. He said, a social movement has to be based on the collective needs of the people at this time, regardless of color, color, creed, or race. His name was uh, Bayard Ruslan. He was black. He was openly gay. He was a Quaker. 
He was a lifelong socialist and an unabashed pacifist. He's one of the reasons why people said, you know, Martin Luther King was surrounded by radicals. He was pretty radical, but he was a pacifist and he was a Quaker. And he was a staunch critic of identity politics and reparations and affirmative action. Oh, and he supported Israel. He's a black guy, a radical. So half of the country doesn't know him because, well, he's a socialist. And so nobody wanted to talk about him because that wasn't uniting at all. The other half didn't want to talk about him. The left didn't want to talk about him because he's against identity politics. He's against, he'd be against everything that is happening today. He's widely considered by scholars as the second most important figure in the civil rights movement here in America right after MLK. A decade before Rosa Parks was arrested, um, he did it. He, he stood, stood up in a bus. He's, he was arrested 24 times in his life. Two presidents loved him. President Barack Obama. Gave him the uh, posthumous Medal of Freedom. And Ronald Reagan. Think of that. Ronald Reagan praised him for his moral courage. Now, a large reason why he's excluded from the history books is that he criticized so many of the left's sacred cows. He disliked the hostility of identity politics. His rallying cry was humanity over racial politics. He opposed reparations, the quotas-based affirmative action. He argued against blackface minstrel shows. He once said, you know what? Let us be enraged about injustice, but let's not be destroyed by it. Even in the socialist leanings, he saw the world not through the lens of race, but class. He was a... He was, after all, a socialist. He's most likely responsible for coining the term white liberal syndrome. Do you know what that is? That's when white people who are liberals condescend to black people and they secretly consider them inferior uh, and they see themselves as saviors. You mean the entire Democratic platform? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. He said, if we desire a society without discrimination, then we must not discriminate against anyone in the process of building this society. This is the hypocrisy that the right feels right now. You can't say violence is okay all summer long and then say violence is wrong. We've been saying violence is wrong then and violence is wrong now. We, we, you can't say, hey, we want to be treated fairly and equitably and then say, oh, and by the way, we're not going to we're not going to give any kind of federal funds to white guys that own business. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't we all in this together? Now, you will see an article or a video or something, you know, BuzzFeed, Washington Post, PBS. But most of the time, you will only see him talk about his leftist beliefs and causes And he's now being reframed as an LGBT hero. Uh, You know, I don't think he'd have a problem uh, with that at all. But that's why is that the only part of him? 
that we're talking about? And that's a rhetorical question, I know. In the late 1960s, he veered towards conservatism. New York Times described him in a profile as, quote, a strategist without a movement. He had a movement because he was a movement. It's just not a movement that fits neatly into the left versus right dynamic. He had been branded Uncle Tom, especially when he spoke out against anti-Semitism. Or they, when he spoke out because he disagreed with some of the black activists. But this guy was an amazing guy that helped change our nation. And on Martin Luther King Day, it's worth spending just a few minutes learning about what he really did and believed. Let me take one minute to tell you about real estate agents I trust. There's... Um, there's just nothing better than going house hunting, and especially when you're not actually buying the house. I don't know about you, but when somebody builds a new house in our neighborhood, we are always sneaking into it. You know, we walk around in it when it's a construction site, and then right before they lock the doors because they're getting ready to move in, oh, my whole family, we go and we're just like trying out the bedrooms. Oh, this would be my bedroom. This would be my bedroom. I mean, I don't know if anybody else does that, but right. we are white trash. Are you trying to really admit to this on record? I feel like this is something you should. No, probably... it's not me. It's mm. somebody like me. Oh, okay. Yeah, they That's do different. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're trying to get your house on the market, you're looking to buy a new house or God forbid both. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a great real estate agent. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We can help you on both ends. If you're moving across town or across the country, we can find the right real estate agent and they'll work together. And it's it's really, really nice to work with real estate agents who are the best in your area, who know the market and can help you sell your house or get you into the house in the right neighborhood that you want to be in. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Well, I, I tell you, this guy is this guy's fascinating. Bayard Rustin, uh, he wrote poetry, played football, he was raised by his grandparents, the ninth of 12 children. Can you believe that? Mm. Um, he was a member of the NAACP and W.E.B. Du Bois and James Weldon Johnson were frequent guests at his house. And when he was growing up, these things all made an impact. He said later, my activism did not spring from being black. The racial injustice that uh, it was present in the country during my youth was a challenge to my belief in the oneness of the human family. This is what the left is leaving out now. The oneness of the human family. They leave it out in their expectations for covid They just think that they have to force everybody to do it instead of making a good case to the American people and the American people will do it because we're not bad people. We don't want to kill each other. Now, there are some dopes out there that might do this or that, but for the most part, we are one family. Throughout college, he was rested over and over again. He did sit-ins and marches and one for the communist and one for the Quakers In 1941, he met President Roosevelt in the Oval Office. 
um, he politely yet confidently Ruskin told Roosevelt that if he didn't desegregate the military, Ruskin would lead a march on the Capitol. And that's when we got executive order 8802, the Fair Employment Act banning discrimination in the military. By the way, we didn't have we didn't have segregation in the military um, until Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson resegregated the military and then it took this guy meeting with FDR to say can we can, can can you please stop this he also led a movement to desegregate interstate bus travel in 1942 he got on a bus in Louisville headed for Nashville he talked about what it was like he said i was uh, i was going by the second seat to go to the rear and a white child reach out for the ring uh, of my uh, necktie and pulled it and his mother said, don't touch an N-word. He thought about that the whole time. And here is this child that was innocent and didn't have any of that hatred and was being taught that hatred and probably was taught that blacks like to sit in the back of the bus. And he, it bothered him. Just outside of Nashville, police stopped the bus. He was arrested, beaten, and hauled to the police station, but not charged with anything. Why did they stop it? Because he sat right behind the white person. He didn't go to the back of the bus. He wanted that kid to know, we don't like sitting in the back, and we're not different than you. This is way, way, this is 19, what is it, 1942. This is way before anybody else. He grew to dislike anti-war activism, especially the kind in Vietnam War. He was repulsed by activists who cheered for America's defeat. He was deeply disturbed by the prospect of Vietnam's people coming under the, the uh, thumb of a totalitarian regime. He said the Soviet model, the Chinese model are wrong. He said the people on my side who are willing to work with communists and Maoists in the name of peace are politically naive at best. Where is this guy now? Where is this guy now? I disagree with a lot of what he believes, but a lot of what he believes, he still believes in America. He had reason not to still believes in America can really look at the situation and go, no, these are bad guys. Doesn't believe in violence believes in freedom it's a it's amazing he was the chief organizer of the march on washington for jobs and freedom and that's the i have a dream speech shortly after four young black girls were killed in a bombing at the baptistry church in birmingham a reminder of what happens when you peacefully speak out, it's usually met with extreme violence. But his I have a dream speech changed things. And the bombing was followed by the Civil Rights Act of 1954. He saw the rise of the black power movement. Not a fan. He disliked identity politics, found it counterintuitive, divisive, alienated. Is anyone on the left listening to him? It's alienating and divisive. He came to despise communism and, you know, he became 
you know, he's he's not a guy that uh, the, the left liked. They scrubbed him largely from the civil rights movement. 1987, he was rushed to the emergency room of Lenox Hill Hospital, complaining of abdominal pain. The next day, he went into cardiac arrest and died. It's only in the last 15 years since Obama that they've reintroduced him to the American people. But they reintroduced him as just an icon of the LGBT movement. He, he was never active or involved in any way with gay rights activism until the very end of his life. And he used to say, if both sides hate you, you must be doing something wrong. But nonviolent tactics, constitutional means, democratic procedures, and a respect for human personality, and a belief of all people being one, is what I stand for. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh. Man, we had ribs last night. Mm, 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 mm. My wife got up really early to reach over for her her cell phone to turn on the grill from bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Sexy. Yeah. It, mm. Well, for me, it is. Mm-hmm. For me, it is. Because then once we started to get up, I started to smell the smoke from the grill. And I'm like, honey. It's Miller time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, um, Rectech is just fantastic. You can cook anything on it. It's really, really simple. And I have to tell you, it is so well built. The thing is like a tank. And the reason why it's affordable uh, it, it is because they don't have the middleman. They're not sold in stores. But you can A-B compare them to the best grill you can find anywhere. I want you to A-B grill them. Uh, 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 compare them. You will see the difference in a Rectech. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, Rectech dot com. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I have to tell you, I found my favorite exercise article of all times. Four seconds of intense intervals repeated until they amount to a minute of total exertion led to rapid improvements in strength and fitness in middle-aged and older adults. Four seconds. It's a little demanding for my taste, but I'm interested. It is. I, I, it became less of my favorite when I saw you had to repeat them for a minute. Yeah, that's 15 four-second periods, yeah, I don't like which that. is a lot. Yeah. And then I don't know if you read the whole article, Glenn. I was disturbed. No, I don't like to read the whole article. I okay. usually read the headlines, but I clicked on this and read the first paragraph. You're like the Twitter thing where they're like, "Did you do you want to read this before nope, you retweet nope, it?" No, I'm good. No, I'm I want to retweet it blind. Yeah, because I want I to believe what I think it says. Yes, that's what I want. Uh-huh. But it says basically the rapid improvement from the four second exercise intervals mm-hmm. allowed these people to exercise more. No, 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 no. The improvement was additional exercise, which sounds like the opposite of an improvement. No, no. It's the last thing I want. That last part has not been verified. It's in the article. Are you a doctor, man? Well, no. I'm a doctor. 
So four seconds of exercise once a day, not the minute thing, <laughs> not four seconds, once a day. That's all you need. It's all you need. It is embarrassing. You know, it's gonna, it's when gonna you think about it. It's going to read when I when I die, people mm-hmm. are going to go. And he was uh, gay. He was all for eating meat. He was fat and out of shape and he never liked exercise. And I'll be like, yep, that was me. Have you read my obituary for you? I don't understand. Not even now. <laughs> uh, the Federal Communications Commission has come out with a public notice that I think is interesting. This is. Wait, when did did um, uh, Ajit Pai already mm-hmm. leave? He is. Uh, I know he's, he's leaving. He's definitely leaving. He, yeah. I, he might have left last week, which would kind of explain this. Did he leave? Do you know? I'm, I'm okay. Loading. See if we can find. This came out over the weekend. Warning: Amateur and personal radio service licensees and operators may not use radio equipment to commit or facilitate criminal acts. I think we pretty much have that. I mean, don't don't we? Uh, I mean, I, I've got that one down. Mm-hmm. Enforcement Bureau of the Federal Communications Commission issues this enforcement advisory to remind those who hold a license in the amateur radio service as well as the personal radio service that the commission prohibits the use of radios in those services to commit or facilitate criminal acts. What? I I'm shocked by this. I've been planning over ham radio a bank robbery. For like the last four months. And now, now they tell me I can't do that. <laughs> Is this America or what? Man. By the way, he steps down next week. Or so with, actually this week. So this week. yeah, it was, this was written last week. So he steps down this week as many Trump officials, of course, will. And I'm really, really, really sad. He is a great FCC commissioner. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. the best and the most, really the only notable one. I mean, the, what he did against uh, the the um, net neutrality movement. Yeah, is um, I mean, he's the best one, I think, since I don't even remember his name, since Reagan. When Reagan deregulated the FCC, it said, oh, you you can have opinions on radio. Yes, conservatives can talk. Uh, that gave way to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And, uh, and it's hard to imagine being more wrong than the people who were warning about net neutrality were. I mean, net neutrality went away. They said the internet as we know it would go away. And in some ways, I guess that was true in that it's become much faster. So the internet that we knew back then, we would all complain about today. My wife has been asking me about 5G and she's like, so what's the difference in 5G? And I'm like, uh, huge. Is it, is it, widely so, distributed at this point I, no i have no, a new is, phone which is 5g and i not yeah. noticing anything if, different. if it will say 5g if it says 5g and you're connected to a real 5g network you will notice instant load my theory is 5g the entire network is just the little 5g that pops up on your phone like it's the exact same phone yeah. now it just says 5g yeah 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 that's, that's kind of how i feel like that's the company i'd run okay. you know what i mean like well, i got 5g you know it's like oh, i'm releasing 6g today yeah, yeah. Right. who cares no one knows what these terms mean so you know 5g the pipe of 4g what we have now the the information pipeline on 4g is the size I'm just using this as an example, the size of a garden hose. Mm -hmm. So all of the information you're looking for on the Internet is going through that and the size of a garden hose. That's currently what we're all using. Mm -hmm. 5G is a slight upgrade. It goes from a garden hose 
to the channel. <laughs> That's more than a slight upgrade. More than a slight upgrade. So it is it when it is fully enacted, it is lightning fast. It is return uh and it's there. Query back. So you're searching for something, you don't wait. There's no waiting with 5G. Now I'm going to be a little pissed when it doesn't type it in for me before I even think about what I'm looking for. Well, Gmail is doing that now. When you type yeah. an email in Gmail, it just finishes your sentences. Yeah. Which you think like, gosh, that is number one. Uh, that's wrong. I mean, like people should be able to form their own thoughts. And number two, I mean, how lazy do you have to be? You don't want to finish your own sentence. And then when you're in the moment, and it gives you the end of the sentence, which is kind of close to what you were going for. You just press tab and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I mean, it just so, it's hard to defeat. Here is the here's the problem. Uh, Gmail is learning all of this stuff because while they don't ever read your mail, algorithms do mm-hmm. to see how people write and yada, yada, yada. But remember, it's also Google that is searching for critical race theory and those people who like it and those people who don't like it. So they can shape you to have a better understanding of critical race theory. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has a Gmail account right now, you're a moron. But if you just press tab, it just finishes the sentence for you. Speaking of morons, the CNN boss, Jeff Jeff Zucker, and this is going to come as a surprise Mm -hmm. to you, Stu, Mm going to come as a surprise has closed down CNN airport news. <laughs> Actually, I am Are you? sort of surprised about that because they had a monopoly on this. Yeah, because they were providing the televisions. They were doing everything for it so that you could have CNN airport news. As soon as it television... was the only time anyone ever watched CNN. Yeah, headline news. We were known as, you know, if you were in an airport and you were trapped, 100% viewership. <laughs> yeah. But now, if you go to airports, now it's usually on football. If you're flying on the weekends, it's on football. It's on something else. It could be, uh, I've seen all channels on it. Also, you just don't see headline news anymore. People also have these uh, fancy devices they carry around that play video. They're called phones. Oh, I haven't heard of those. Yeah, and so they can just watch whatever they want now. They don't have to be stuck watching, you know, Wolf Blitzer or whatever else is on. Well, uh, Jeff Zucker says uh, the steep decline in airport traffic because of COVID oh. is why they had to shutter mm-hmm. this thing. Uh, and he said, having to say goodbye to, to such a beloved brand. Oh, so beloved is not easy. <laughs> and most of us have a story to tell about which airport we were at when we first learned a major news event from CNN headline news. I don't have a story. Do you have a story? I don't have, I a, don't story. have a story either. No, but, uh, it's a sad Sad day. There's been many stories where people tried and fought intellectually. Mm -hmm. Do I watch CNN airport TV or do I just commit suicide? And the people have been on the borderline of that at airports for years. That's why Kevorkian exists. (laughs) Because he was like, are you sick? No. What, what, what are you, what's, what's happening? Mm -hmm. I'm trapped in an airport watching CNN airport news. And he's like, I'll be there with the drugs. (laughs) So... It's a, it's an, it's a, it, it did create a lot of uh, cultural icons. Kevorkian is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you one more story that really, really bothers me. A plan to save the earth 
funded by tech guru Bill Gates, is quietly moving forward. Now, what do you think this might be? You know he's in the, you know, the climate change movement, Agenda 2030. Sure. What could it be? It's quietly moving forward. I'm sure it's just a, a wonderful thing to save the planet, right? I mean, that's... Sure. What could go wrong? Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, uh, he's quietly funding a uh, project to dim the sun's rays. <laughs> Isn't this uh, Montgomery Burns also funding this? I, I believe. <laughs> I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Plans to test out a controversial theory that global warming can be stopped by spraying particles into the atmosphere that would reflect the sun's rays. <clears throat> I'm, you know what? I, I, am, I, I am also a little disturbed by the... Chinese move to uh, to to create another moon, and it. Hmm? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it will. Isn't this the plot of Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's okay. the Death Star. All right, mm-hmm. but this one is not the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one uh, will revolve in geosynchronous orbit, so it will always be over China, or mm-hmm. so they say. And it's a giant moon reflector because at night it takes too much time uh, to actually uh, it takes too much energy to light a city. So um, it's it's going to look like the moon, but be very, very bright because it will be able to actually grab the sun from the other side. And then I don't know if they've ever done this with ants, but it doesn't work out real well. And then that <laughs> that moon will reflect sunlight mm. on major cities in China. So they'll always be able to have bright light so at night. So it's always day? I think that's a good idea. Don't you want uh don't you want to live in a place where it's always sunny because isn't isn't there are there areas like you know near the poles where you get kind of all day day all day you know it's like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't people go insane in these environments no i think it's the other way when it's (laughs) It's dark all night yeah yeah. when Mm -hmm. it's night all night that's when people start to you know eat meat you know, mm-hmm. wear but like leather belts off the live alive polar bear. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it leads to a lot of depression and suicide, which, which is coincidentally, uh, also, uh, what happens when you don't let kids go to school. So, and when you let them watch CNN airport right. TV, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> All right. Our uh, sponsor, uh is genucell well 2021 might be starting off a little bit right uh, a little rough right out of the gate but there is some good news chamonix new year's clearance sale is on for a limited time right now you can look 5 10 15 years younger and you've been doing it safely easily and naturally with chamonix new zotique deep correcting serum which comes free with your order of genucell for under eye bags and puffiness the new zotique deep correcting serum has the latest technology to Get you the most effective, proven levels of pure vitamin C down to the deepest layers of your skin for a brighter, healthier, and more vibrant-looking appearance. Leave those embarrassing dark marks and scars back in 2020, that crap year of 2020. 2021 is going to be fantastic. It's off to a great start. Also, Zotique increases firmness, smoothness, and diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. 
You can even say goodbye to those crow's feet and laugh lines. You're going to see results in 12 hours or less or your money back. And all of this is guaranteed. So why not give it a shot? 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. If you order right now, you're going to get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the legendary GenuCell anti-wrinkle moisturizer. Order now at 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. So this is uh, some big news. The FBI has just, or sorry, the CIA has just released their files on uh, UFOs. All 700 pages of their files. Wow. All 700 pages. It's aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So They only had 700 pages of, in all of their files about UFOs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, they all kind of go like this. Uh, several of the uh, the uh, files appear to reference an incident that happened at uh, an Ohio Air Force base, uh, which in which a possible UFO was sighted at Wright Patterson back in 1978. The reports refer to someone named Dr. Leon Davidson, who made multiple requests for information about the matter and didn't appear to be getting any responses. He's believed to be the same Dr. Leon Davidson who studied UFOs for decades, beginning in 1949, according to Columbia University, which gifted a collection of the engineer's research on the subject after his death in 2007. One of the 700 reports states redacted received a letter from Davidson redacted in which Davidson asked if the redacted had been analyzed at right field. (laughs) Well, did he? Well, here's Did the thing. He get his answer. Redacted replied that the redacted was forward to proper authorities for evaluation and no information was available concerning the results. Redacted then received a second letter dated March 19th from Davidson in which he said, since redacted is not in a position <laughs> to make inquiries, he would like the address of the proper parties to make them to. Redacted replied that he understood the proper address was uh, Air Technical Intelligence, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Then the final memo is uh, Redacted learned that Davidson made inquiries there. They stalled him uh, in May of that year. Another report. These are the 700 pages. What progress has been made? This correspondence is more than a month old. I'm afraid uh, we no longer can procrastinate. Mm. Uh, we add more fuel to the fire. The, uh, the fourth report indicates that the case is closed and they are to never uh, respond to Davidson again. So. so the most amazing part about that is redacted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well... Mm-hmm. Because Redacted had, Ooh. I mean, he handed Redacted right to him. Uh, it's absolutely Redacted. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> Thank you, CIA.